Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Okie Dokie. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard, and as always, I want to start this week's episode off by thanking you for being here. I'm so excited that you decided to click on this week's episode and join me. So I'm pretty pumped because today I'm going to be talking about running. Okay, please don't click out of this episode right away just because I'm talking about running, but I have been a runner for most of my life. Well, can you count sixth grade most of your life? How old are you when you're in sixth grade? Maybe you're like 12, 13. So I would say about half my life. Yeah, I take that back. I've not been running for most of my life. I've been running for half my life. But overall, running has had such an impact on my life physically, emotionally, just all around. So I'm going to be telling you some stories and talking about it for this week's episode. And I'm going to split this episode into two categories. So I'm going to be talking about the health benefits that I've gotten from running, which are pretty textbook, like things you'd expect, but I'm not just going to be telling you like, oh, I got better endurance, now I can run longer. No, I'm going to be telling you some like niche little running tricks and tips for you that you can apply even if you're not a runner. And then I'm also just going to be talking about the life aspect, so more of a reflective thing, like things that running have taught me that's not exercise or like physical body based. So yeah, let's just get into it. And before I get into the health things that I learned and that I want to share with you, I'm just going to give you like the quick spark notes on my running history. So as I kind of alluded to in the beginning of this episode, I have been running cross country ever since I was in sixth grade. Now, how does sixth grade Elena get started in cross country? Well, let me tell you, it was because of my health class teacher. Yeah, so my health class teacher, we'll call him Apple, because, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and he was a health teacher, but Mr. Apple was the cross-country coach, and he was the type of teacher where all the students loved him. He was a type where if you had a substitute for the day, you'd actually be kind of bummed about it. And he was this very sport, like, rah, rah, let's go team, come on, guys, type man. And he said to everyone, I don't care how fast, how slow, how athletic, or how unathletic you are. I believe that everyone can benefit from doing cross country. And something in me just took it to heart because I wanted to do something after school. And I didn't have any sports to do in the fall because cross-country for me took place in the fall. I think it takes place in the fall for everyone, Um, besides the point. And I was like, why don't I just show up and give this a try? I went with a few of my friends, and I turned out to just be pretty good at it. I mean, am I a D1 athlete at a college? No, but I was like, you know, I was an average runner considering I had never done it before. And... Mr. Apple taught me one of the most important phrases that I still keep in my head to this day, whether I'm doing sports or something totally unrelated to sports. 
And Mr. Apple always said on a race day, as we were like putting on our little uniforms and getting ready to go run at another middle school, he would always say, Alrighty, kids, make sure that you tuck your uniform in. Make sure it's washed. Make sure it's clean. Make sure you like the way your hair is done, ladies. Because if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you do good. And ever since Mr. Apple said that to me, I honestly took it to heart. Because it's so true. You know, when I put on my favorite outfit, whether it's to work out, go to work, go to school, I do feel good about myself. And when you feel good about yourself, you're going to do good. So, yeah, I guess that's that. And then ever since then, I did cross country in high school. And I'll get into my experience with cross country in high school a little bit later in this episode when we switch over to the life part. But it really made a huge positive difference in my life and it was probably one of the best parts of high school for me. Then as for after high school, bringing us up to now as I'm a junior in college, running has still been a part of my life. Though I'm not on a running club team here or the cross country or track team, I still run and it's still a way for me to bond with people. I normally go on a run with two of my friends. One of them is my roommate right now. Shout out Mia. But yeah, it's just been a great thing for me to do in college. I run like three, four times a week. It depends on what I'm doing. And I even ran my very first half marathon this spring. I ran it in May and it was a great experience. It was a good test of mental fortitude and I just listened to a podcast the whole time and had a blast. Alrighty, so let's just hop into the health stuff real quick and then we'll make it back to all the life things. So I'd say the biggest thing that cross-country and being a runner has taught me throughout my life is the importance of drinking water. Yeah, I know everyone on your For You page, everyone and their mother has been raving about drinking water and staying hydrated, you know, but I actually learned this lesson the hard way. I learned it the hard way twice. So my junior and my senior year, I passed out at practice. Yeah, so here's the story time behind that. So I'm from the Midwest, which means in the fall, it's pretty hot. It can be anywhere between 80 and 90 degrees by the time it's practice time. Like we practice right after school. So that's like 3 to 5 p.m., literally peak hot hours. And at the time throughout high school, I was just battling constant tonsillitis. I don't know if you've ever had tonsillitis, but let me tell you, It is not a fun time. Would not wish it upon anyone. Basically, your tonsils, they're like in the bottom back of your throat. They get really swelled up. And for me, I got this huge headache and I felt dizzy all the time and my neck was in a ton of pain and I just wasn't doing well. But because I was a trooper and I don't know why, I would always push through whatever illness I had, and I would just go to practice. That's definitely not what you're supposed to do, but literally both my junior and my senior year, I went to practice with tonsillitis, and 
I would just pass out. Like, for instance, my junior year, I don't really remember what happened that time. I don't think I, like, fully passed out. I just remember finishing the run and then feeling super lightheaded and I literally just, like, went to the bathroom or something and sat down. I don't know. I just saw, like, black spots. If you've ever passed out, normally you see, like, really big blurry black spots in your vision and then you get really tired and all you want to do is just sit down and go to sleep at least that's how it manifests for me so yeah I don't know maybe I'll have to like call up one of my friends and ask them what happened my junior year because I honestly don't remember too much but I do remember my senior year because my friends and I will never let me forget this story and it is when we were all out on a run. So we, we left the high school, we ran around the neighborhoods, and we came back. And we had a race the next day. And so the day before a race, we always do these things called starts, where basically you just line up on the line with everyone around you, and you practice starting. Because if you've ever seen a cross-country race start, it's literally like a 100-plus kids crammed into one little area, and you shoot the gun, and they all run at the same time. So, you know, you got to practice running in a herd, shoulder to shoulder with people. And we were all lining up for starts. And my coach, he's talking, blah, 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 blah. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel very good. Oh, shoot. I'm starting to see the spots. And I remember, like, seeing spots and, like, trying to be like, excuse me, coach. And then I just, like, fell down. I just fell down. And my friend said that she was standing next to me and she felt my hands like brush her hand as I fell down. Like she was standing, you know, with her hands at her side, whatever, and she felt me barely touch her hand on my way down to the ground. And she was like, oh, I wonder what, oh my gosh, Elena's a coach, coach. And yeah, after that, I remember my coach, I don't know, taking care of me. I mean, he's very experienced guy. He's been there for literally forever. He's probably seen so many girls pass out. And I got some water and I went to the trainer and yeah, hydrated, all that jazz. And I remember the next day at practice, they were giving us a hydration talk. And yes, part of it probably was due to dehydration, but I also blame half of it on my tonsillitis because I had tonsillitis both times I passed out or almost passed out, I could say, my junior year. But yeah, whole point of that little story is literally just drinking water. And here are the big tips to drinking water is it actually takes about 30 minutes for water to actually go into your body. So for example, if you have practice or you're going to be hiking or exercising, or maybe you're just dehydrated, sitting in, in your bed watching TikToks, you have to wait 30 minutes for that water to take effect. So let's say I had practice starting at 3.30 p.m., I would have to make sure to drink enough water to be hydrated by 3 o'clock. Does that make sense? And you can actually test how hydrated you are by the color of your pee. The lighter your pee, the more hydrated you are. So if it's like clear or like a light lemonade color, it means you're hydrated. But if it's like pretty yellow and dark, it means you're not very hydrated. Yeah, a little bit of a TMI there. Go check your piss. And the one other thing I would say about water is that room temperature water actually gets taken into your body easier. And this one, I did Google it because when my coach first said this, I didn't quite believe him. So Google 
has some things that support it and some that don't, but I've just been drinking slightly chilled room temperature water my whole life since I heard this fact, and yeah, there you go. My last little bit of health knowledge that I got from cross-country and running is on anemia. And anemia is basically just when you have low iron, and telltale signs of anemia are you're fatigued, you're tired all the time, anytime you stand up from either sitting or lying down, you're super dizzy. Sometimes people report seeing little black furry spots around them in their vision, like little polka dots. Um... Yeah, it's really common in runners, especially females, or not even just runners, just if you're a very active person. And at the end of every single season, one of my coaches would always be like, okay, ladies, like, you gotta go get your blood tested. You have to see how much iron you have, you know? Gotta see if you're healthy. And if you weren't, if you had, like, a little bit of an iron deficiency, they would say take iron pill supplements. And what I learned about taking iron pill supplements is that you actually want to take them with vitamin C. So that could just be like drinking a glass of orange juice. And when you take them, you also want to avoid having dairy. So by avoiding dairy and drinking vitamin C, it actually maximizes how much iron your body can absorb. And my little disclaimer is I'm actually not a doctor. This is just my own personal Googling coach's advice and what I've done. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, that's pretty much the main things that it taught me to prioritize and yeah, literally just drinking water and make sure you have your iron. Now, moving into the life section of this podcast episode. So just kind of things that cross country and just being a runner has taught me beyond physical health things and, you know, improving my endurance and cutting my miles times down. But the main thing that I took away from cross-country, a little bit in middle school, but mainly heavily impacted me throughout high school and a little bit even now in college, would just be the sense of community, support, and family that it provided. And I think that cross-country, besides other sports, is one of those sports where people can really form close and genuine bonds is because it's a sport where you can talk to other people the whole time. Like, for example, take soccer or swimming, like especially swimming. You can't really talk while you're doing your reps. And yes, in cross country when you're training, there are some days where you're running so fast, you're huffing so puffing so hard that you can't talk to other people. You just don't have the breath. But a lot of the times, you're just doing simple long runs. You'll run for like 50, 60, 70 minutes straight, and it should be at an easier pace where you can hold a conversation for part of the time. And that's where you just get to bond and get close to people. Not only that, but cross country is one of those sports where during a race, you'll see some kind of goofy things happen with people and their bodily functions. Like, you see people throw up a lot. You see people pass out. Some people pee themselves. Like, anything goes during a race, and people are not very judgmental of it. So that also makes you feel more supported. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, it's one of those sports where 
it's, yes, it's a team sport, but at the same time, it is individual. Like when you start a race, it's just you and the mileage in front of you, which means it kind of eliminates a lot of that playing time pressure cattiness. Like, for example, I also played volleyball growing up. And volleyball, like, especially when you get older and you get to a competitive level, it is very cutthroat with playing time. And even though you love your teammates, they are your competition for playing time on the court. But that's not necessarily the case in cross country and in running, which is why I also felt that it was just more supportive than some other sports. Now, I kind of hinted at this in the beginning of the episode, but cross-country was one of the best decisions I made throughout high school, solely because it provided me a very strong support system for two of the toughest times in my life throughout high school. The first was the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, I sure bet you all remember it. Or maybe not, because you like blacked out the time. But cross country was one of those things where I could still kind of do it on my own when it wasn't like hard red lockdown. I mean, I could still go on runs by myself. I could go on runs with my close teammates if we were to run on opposite sides of the street. You know, we'd be on, you know, like a good over six feet apart and we could run outside or I would go on a run but I'd call my friend on the phone and we'd both be running on our own but like not really because we'd be on the phone and it gave me something to train for and something to look forward to and just a lot of structure in a time that was literally structureless and so uncertain and so negative, honestly. So that was a major part of cross country and how it's helped me throughout my life. But it also helped me get through probably my toughest breakup. The guy I was dating in high school was my first quote-unquote real boyfriend. I mean, how real of a boyfriend can you have in high school? Like, let's be honest here. But I was with the guy for a little short of two years, and it ended pretty messily. I mean, I was literally not myself after this. I always tell people that this is the breakup where I got hella personality, and I really did a lot of work on myself, and yeah, it was just not a great time in my life. And even my friends were like, yeah, you were just so depressed and so sad looking. But cross country played a huge role in helping me just return to myself. And I made some amazing friendships with people that I still talk to now and who I love so, so deeply. And... I just couldn't be, yeah, I don't really have words for it. Like, I just would not have recovered as well as I did from this really bad breakup without cross-country and these people in my life. The last little thing that I will add on besides a found sense of community and support, along with a good routine to kind of keep my life and mental health together, 
I would really say that running has taught me mental fortitude or adversity or whatever you want to call it. Basically, just the ability to fight your own negative intrusive thoughts. Like sometimes there's a girl on my team and during a race, she would sometimes have the thought of like, what if I just fell down? Like what if I just threw myself into the small pond and then I wouldn't have to run anymore? Like it it's it, it pains. It it hurts, you know? But she would just keep going like all of us. I mean, running is not an easy thing. And it really taught me that a lot of things that you want is simply in your head. Now, this doesn't apply to mental illness, but a lot of things that you think you can't do, you literally just can't do it because you're selling yourself that you can't do it. Like a prime example of this is when my senior year, I had spent all four years of high school trying to break six in the mile. I wanted to run a mile during the track season in under six minutes. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Like it's a really quick mile time. And I remember it was my very last race ever at my high school last meet of the track season and that whole week previous I had actually been out of practice with a knee injury so my knee was just like not having it so I was like water jogging and swimming you know just not putting any like running pressure on it and I stepped up to that race and in my head I was like This is literally the last time that you are going to run with your teammates at this school. Like, look at how much this team has given you and how much support, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, you know what? This is it. You are literally going to break six minutes. That's it. And I don't know what happened that race. I kind of blacked out. But you want to know what my race time was? My race time was... 5 minutes and 58 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, even though it's pretty much 6 minutes, I still broke 6 minutes. And that was from a whole week of injury. And I think my previous mile time before that was like 6 minutes and maybe 18, 20 seconds. Like, I shaved off a good amount of time. And I really think it was just this switch in my mind. And I even saw this switch when I was running my half marathon. I'm going to be honest. I didn't do a crazy amount of training for the half marathon. I was simply like, I've run my whole life. And I'm more running this half marathon for funsies. So it doesn't really matter my time. But I did want to get under two hours for the half. And I just remember running that whole time with a great mindset. Just being like, hey, this is going to hurt a little bit. But this is going to be so cool and fun. And you're going to feel so proud and empowered when you finish this race. Just keep running. And one of the upperclassmen on my team always said, hey, running is going to hurt whether you speed up or slow down. So you might as well speed up. And I guess you could say that about a lot of things in life. There are things that are just not going to be fun, but the reward at the end is going to be worth it, so you might as well speed up and get to it quicker. Or another person always said, you can rest when you're dead. (laughs) That was one of my other favorite running quotes. 
But yeah, that was the last main thing I wanted to touch on is just the ability to gaslight myself out of negative intrusive thoughts like, oh, you can't do it. Stop. Like, slow down. Literally, you just gotta tell yourself no and get through it somehow. Like, you got this. I am your biggest cheerleader. I am here screaming and I'm rooting for you. Even if it's not a cross-country race, we're talking about anything in life that you're struggling with mentally, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. And on that note, I think that that'll be it for this week's episode. Honestly, I could talk for hours about running and cross-country, but I'm going to leave it at this. So I hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye! Bye-bye!